Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. You are now listening to... Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. It's been a while as I have been riding out the storm here in my bunker, but I am psyched to be back with you as the training camp season gets underway. I... (laughs) Uh, here with my good buddy Rich Hill, as always, getting ready to break down whatever is going to resemble the 2020 NFL season. Rich, how the hell are you, man? Oh, it's been busy. It's been a long time, and everyone, if you're listening, uh, we might have a special guest star at some point in time. My little baby boy is currently here with me, uh, and he is hanging out. So if you hear some noise in the background, that's him saying hello and giving his opinion on uh, how successful Cam Newton might be with the Patriots. Uh, but... Everything's been going pretty well. A little, little sleepless, but uh, I kind of feel like we're at the same point now that we were back in May with regards to the state of the NFL season, the likelihood of it happening, and there's a little bit more discussion happening between the Players Association and the league to get this year underway. Um, but Alec, this is just a crazy environment that we're in. No, it is, man. This is usually the time of year, man, where you and I are gearing up to talk about training camp, break down various positional paddles, see who on the roster has a shot, who the long shots, who the shining dark horses are. And this doesn't really feel like that at all this year. The real focus is going to be basically, is there even going to be a season? It's remarkable to me how the NFL had an entire offseason to figure this out. We've got NBA players in Orlando quarantined in a bubble. You've got MLB negotiating player salaries and playing only regional games to limit travel. And that's a sport where the players are more or less six feet apart regardless when they're on the diamond, unless it's like a base runner or something like that. Then you've got the NFL where literally every single play ends in a massive tangle of bodies. And they're like, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. You guys can't trade jerseys after the game. <laughs> that should cover it. We're going to be safe. Full 16-game slate. Off you go. Um, once again, I think the NFL has really botched this, and I am not overly optimistic that if the season even starts on time in September, we'll be seeing a full one come February. Oh, totally. I mean, once they release that sort of story about how you know they, they haven't agreed with a lot of things between the league and the Players Association, but the league's proposal was that uh, you know, you'll play this year, but no exchanging jerseys. It's like, oh my gosh, what are the priorities of these owners right now? And if I'm a player, I would absolutely not feel safe operating under like the the leadership of the the team owners, the league that would be like, you know what? No jerseys. That's where we draw the line. Everything else is totally fair game. So we will see how this develops. But Alec, my question to you is uh, right now, there's so many question marks about the season. There's 
not a lot of practice time. They are truncating the preseason. Who does this all play in favor to? Which franchises stand to benefit the most from this type of an offseason? That's a good question. Um, and in normal circumstances, I think I would say, unfortunately, that it really benefits teams that have an established quarterback and an established offensive system in place. Uh, one thing the Patriots no longer have for the first time pretty much this century. Um, quarterback who knows the system, doesn't have to learn a new offense, learn new schemes, who doesn't really have the time to get timing down with his receivers, access to film room, access to coaching staff in the offseason, which most new quarterbacks get. However, that said, I think in terms of other teams in the league, the Patriots are pretty well positioned, despite the fact that there is a question mark at quarterback, which we'll get into in a little bit, um, because their coaching staff's all very pretty much still in place from last year. They brought very few free agents in. They lost very few people. And in terms of the, the core of the team that was around last year, everyone's more or less coming back. So I think they are much uh, have a leg up on all of the other teams in that respect. That Belichick also knows how to handle pretty much any situation, no matter how unprecedented it is. Um, but I would say in general, I think the teams that are just really ensconced at quarterback are probably going to be an advantage coming 2020, assuming they play at all. Yeah, totally. I, I completely agree. I feel like teams with the consistency, like the Chiefs and the Ravens, are in a great spot. And honestly, even inside the AFC East, I'd look at the, the Buffalo Bills. I know that they added a new stud wide receiver in Stephon Diggs, but I, I think that they have uh, some consistency. The question is whether or not Josh Allen can continue to develop. But so long as teams have their pieces in place, they're going to be better than those that are transitioning at the most important position like the Patriots are. Um, but honestly, though, uh, for a season like this, that will have a huge asterisk on it anyways, just due to the nature of how crazy this all is. Uh, I think the Patriots chose a pretty good season to decide, you know what? Let's have a huge transition period. Let's get a lot younger. Let's move on and let's focus on 2021 when we have a lot of salary cap space. So this couldn't have come at a better time for the Patriots. Could not agree more, man. Training camp is supposed to start later on this week. Uh, I think the Chiefs and the Texans have already reported. This is some wild stuff. And I think what I'd like to do with you, Rich, so we don't end up wasting our time and doing a lot of research for nothing, is maybe focus on what I believe to be the most important training camp question for this podcast. And then should training camp actually proceed and we all get a nice surprise, maybe we can uh, get into a little deeper in terms of positional battles and roster depth and whatnot at a later date. But um, I'd love to talk about right now the big question on everybody's mind, uh, what is going to happen at quarterback between Jared Stidham, Brian Hoyer, and the newest Patriot, one Cam Newton. Ooh, I love it. I love it. That makes a lot of sense. Let's talk through it, Alec. So the Patriots added Cam Newton on a super team-friendly deal, very incentive-laden. He was hurt last year, so they structured his contract. So a lot of the benefits are not likely to be earned. So uh, that means that the salary cap impact won't come until later, so they can feel pretty comfortable right now. Uh, but as I said, Newton was injured last year. We don't know what type of quarterback he'll be for the Patriots. What's your initial read on this competition? Yeah, that's a really good question. And here are my initial two cents here. I feel like it's a situation where they drafted Jarrett Stidham for a reason. He had a decent amount of time to learn behind Tom Brady to pick up the system, to pick up the offense. The Patriots, he was the guy for the vast bulk of the offseason. Cam Newton was out there for anybody to sign they opted not to bring him in. There could be reasons in terms of injury and rehab and whatnot I don't know about. But up until like a month ago, Stidham was the guy. 
And to bring Newton in on a limited situation in terms of off-season training and, and film study and playbook and whatnot um, makes me wonder if maybe Newton is going to be the kind of guy waiting in the wings if Stidham doesn't quite work out. Uh, on the flip side of that, though, he's such an athletic beast. He's a former MVP. He led the Panthers to a 15-1 and season. He is a completely different beast from what Tom Brady was, obviously, the kind of fun McDaniels could have with him. Uh, really limitless in terms of the, the strategy and the playbook. So it might be the kind of thing where it's actually vice versa. You know, not, not, not Cam Newton waiting in the wings for, for Stidham if he messes up, but Stidham waiting in the wings in case Newton can't, can't go because of injury. Uh, I would love to see what this guy's capable of. I think he's on a, a one year, uh, screw you NFL deal where it's <laughs> his best interest to say, I don't think anybody, uh, everybody kind of doubted me. I'm going to light the league on fire this year and then get paid next year the way a lot of players do with the Patriots. So I think giving him an opportunity to come out of the gate early and show them that he's still the MVP caliber quarterback that he is, uh, is in everybody's best interest. Oh, totally. I think this is just such a win, 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 win situation for everyone, uh, except for maybe Brian Hoyer. But we'll see because my thought is that for Cam Newton, exactly what you said, this is his reclamation year. Can he prove that he still has it after being dinged up for the past few seasons? His first half of 2018 before he suffered an injury was one of the best of his entire career. So it was not necessarily on par with 2015, but it was exceptional. And uh, also, new Patriots wide receiver Demir Bird was part of that Panthers team. So there's going to be some familiarity there that will really help with uh, getting the receivers all on the same page as Newton if he is the quarterback. Um, but yeah, Newton has the highest upside of all these quarterbacks. He is a league MVP. So it makes a lot of sense uh, for Jarrett Stidham. He's still a young guy. You know, he still has a few more years on his contract. I don't think necessarily the signing of Cam Newton is an indictment on Jarrett Stidham. I said at the beginning of train uh, of the offseason, and I continue to say it, is that the Patriots were always going to add one of these roughly 30-year-old quarterbacks that are about to hit free agency or be available on the trading block, like the Andy Daltons or the Marcus Mariotas of the world, uh, specifically because uh, why not? Why wouldn't you? If, if you had the opportunity, and the Patriots do this all the time, to add a veteran of, you know, playable age. He's not like 40. A, a veteran of a playable age with starting experience. This is how the Patriots always build out the depth on their offensive line, is that they want someone who can come off the bench and start if need be. And that's where Newton can come in, and he offers higher upside than Brian Hoyer. And for Brian Hoyer, if Newton wins, then Hoyer is probably still going to be a possible backup. That's what the Patriots wanted Hoyer to do last year, but he still signed with the Colts, is that Hoyer can just be like another coach, an extension of the playbook to help Newton adjust a little bit more. So there's a little bit of a role for all three of these guys. Um, but Alec, who do you think is most likely to win the starting job? Uh, right now, again, I, I think right now it is – Based on how Belichick tends to operate when bringing in new guys off the roster, I don't think there there are very few players Belichick's ever brought in <clears throat> via trade or free agency that wasn't on the team the year before where you're the starter is the attitude they has. Uh, I think basically if you're on the team and you bought in, it is your job to lose. Uh, that said, I think Newton will win the starting job over Stidham. Uh, I, I think that, that that's just a, in terms of skill set and talent and ability. He will win it, but I don't think as of this conversation – Newton is slated as a starter on the depth chart. I think it goes Stidham, Newton, and Hoyer uh, right now. Once training camp starts, if it starts, I think that'll probably change. Um, but I think right now it's, it's Stidham the starting quarterback as of this conversation. 
Yeah, well, I mean, if, if you are the, the Patriots and you know how they always release their depth charts, I know it's by the media team, but the depth charts at the beginning of the offseason always has the, the rookies or the, the recent signings at the end of it. You would have Stidham because he's technically the longest-termed consecutive quarterback on this roster. So you have Stidham, then I have Hoyer, and then Newton, where Newton has plenty of room to continue to develop. I think ultimately it makes the most sense for the Patriots to run with Cam Newton. Uh, as the starting quarterback, especially in an offseason like this, where, all right, maybe Jarrett Stidham knows the system, but when you have such a limited offseason, I always feel like running quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks, quarterbacks are able to uh, show a little bit of improv when things break down, are more likely to succeed early on. And so that's why I think, you know, if Cam Newton comes out, he can do Cam things. He will be totally fine if Bird is one of the wide receivers. You have Edelman, he's already working out with Nikhil Harry. Like They have all of these opportunities for Newton to assert himself as that starting quarterback, and I just would be very surprised if someone with Newton's natural talent doesn't rise to the top. And honestly, uh, Alec, I think that he is not going to be an MVP this year, but I would not be surprised if Newton started for the Patriots this whole season and finished as a top 10 quarterback. I agree with that completely. I think, yeah, I think Newton will join a pretty long list of players who come to the Patriots for a year, ball out, and get a very big contract the following year. You know, Cordero Patterson and Ted Washington and, and Trent Brown and Daryl Rivas. Like, it, there's, there's, there's a there's a long list of players that take a one-year prove-it deal, do really well with the Patriots, and then move on to another team. Which leads me to the question I have for you, Rich. Again, we're all assuming the league happens and it's all going to go as planned. Uh, I feel safe saying that a Cam Newton-led Patriots offense will look very different from a Jared Stidham-led Patriots offense. Uh, neither a good way nor a bad way. It's different players, different skill sets, different question marks. And if Cam Newton, so let's say Cam Newton gets hurt like week five and Stidham is forced to come in, or if Newton does well then goes on elsewhere to play next season, you think it'll be difficult to build an offensive system around Cam Newton's skill set and then expect Stidham to run that offense? Or is it kind of be a classic kind of adjust on the fly, maybe have two offenses ready to go in case one man goes down? If you're Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, how do you navigate a vastly different kind of physicality that Newton and Stidham bring to the table and how that uh, dictates the kind of offense those guys run? Oh, totally. I mean, uh, fundamentally, those are such different quarterbacks that force defenses to respond in different ways. You know, just having Cam Newton in the backfield – forces opposing defenses to leave an extra guy in the box and just because he's such a threat as a runner and by doing that it'll open up opportunities for wide receivers uh, or tight ends down the seam and so for Cam Newton to be on the field and to take him off that's just a huge shift in kind of the the chess match between the offense and defense because Stidham he is an athletic guy by no means is there anywhere close to Cam Newton who is another worldly athlete so there's going to be a huge shift if they switch out on those quarterbacks. That said, I just think back to 2016. You know, when Brady was suspended, they had Jimmy Garoppolo in there. They showed a simplified offense for a couple games. And then they lost Jimmy Garoppolo due to the shoulder injury, and then they put in Jacoby Brissett. And they pivoted immediately from, you know, that simplified passing offense to, you know what, we got a mobile quarterback. Let's let him run for a 70-yard touchdown. And so that's what they did. They, they adjusted, they made it work, and they played to the skill sets of each of the quarterbacks. And I would guarantee this offseason – that Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels are going to be running drills during camp where you have Cam Newton on the field or you have Jarrett Stidham on the field for most of the drive. And then they say, 
switch. And then they just swap the quarterbacks and have the other quarterback finish the drive and have all the other players adjust on the fly because that's the likelihood of, of what's going to happen. You know, Stidham and Hoyer are also different quarterbacks. So you need to be able to adjust when necessary. And uh, I mean, yeah, it would be a different offense with Stidham, but I still think they could be successful. I do too. And again, I'd like to hope that whatever offense they run with Kim Newton uh, is not a vast departure from an offense that Stidham would run. Stidham is a mobile quarterback. He's no Cam Newton, obviously, but it's not like he's a Tom Brady kind of statue back there. Um, so hopefully maybe be kind of a hybrid of the I'm especially curious to see how they run the offense and the, the, the team, basically, with one preseason game, two at most. You know, week three of the preseason is always the big quote-unquote dress rehearsal where all the starters play. And now if you're lucky, you're going to get one opportunity to, to show guys, show rosters and show dynamics and show packages and whatnot. And when a big position at quarterback is in flux, uh, I'll be very curious to see how the team approaches any kind of game action with those quarterbacks. Oh, totally. I mean, and I think they were even floating this morning having no preseason games, which would just be absolutely nuts. Um, but, yeah, they are going to have to figure it out. And this is absolutely a case where I'm like, you know what? They probably should keep all three quarterbacks just due to all of the different question marks at the most important position. I keep as many in the building as I can. I, I wouldn't want to risk losing Brian Hoyer to some other quarterback needy team just like happened last year. You know, I want Hoyer in there, if not as the starter, because I don't think he would be, but at least to help Stidham continue to grow as a quarterback or help Newton adjust to the, the playbook. And so this offseason is really going to, to make things uh, difficult on a team in flux. And so, Alec, my question to you, with each of the quarterbacks, what do you think is the best case and worst case scenario if they start the full season? Yeah, I think the best case scenario would be Cam Newton gets the starting job. Jared Stidham gets one more year under Bill Belichick on the sideline, learning how to be a quarterback and a leader. Cam Newton returns to maybe not his MVP form, as you mentioned, but top 10, maybe top five quarterback, lights the league on fire, shows everyone what they were missing, and makes a deep playoff run. Uh, again, I think the AFC is pretty wide open after the Ravens and the Chiefs. They're the clear class of the AFC right now, but that's just one and two. And then once the playoffs happen, anything can go. Newton stays healthy. Patriots make a deep run. Uh, Newton goes on and gets paid. Stidham comes in next season. Uh, that's what I'd like to see happen, ideally. Worst case scenario, Newton blows his ACL in training camp. Stidham steps in, and as we've seen all too often with quarterbacks across the league is he struggles, and he's not doing well. He can't really deliver, and Brian Hoyer is the backup, and Hoyer is a serviceable quarterback, but they'll be lucky to win 10 games with a quarterback like Brian Hoyer. Lucky to win 10 games. That's just the way it is, and the Pages don't have really a contingency plan in place, and they kind of punt on the season. Uh, not the worst-case scenario because they'll be a high draft pick. They have a lot of cap space next year, as you mentioned, um, but I, I hate to see Cam Newton – work so hard, have so much to prove, and then to show his body can't take it anymore. And the man who steps in to replace him, who was supposed to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady, proves he's not a service-wonderful quarterback. He can't handle the pressure and the speed and whatnot. And the Patriots are kind of in quarterback purgatory for good, who knows how long, as so many teams are. That's nothing I would ever, ever want to experience. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think with Cam Newton, this could be a 12-win team. That's enough to keep them in the running for that huge and crucial home field advantage for the postseason. So I think Newton gives them the best opportunity to do that. I, I think best case scenario with Cam could be a 12-13 win season because this is a brutal schedule. This is such a hard season for the Patriots. And so another reason to be like, all right, well, 
so be it if it's not going to be the year for them. They can reboot next year, possibly get a, a better draft pick. But Newton, I see them being a 12-13 win team vying for that top overall spot. With Stidham, I see them being you know a 9-11 win team. Uh, I, I think that there's a chance maybe they'd be below 500 if he is who, uh, you know, why he was a fourth-round pick as opposed to a first-round pick. But I liked what we saw out of him from the preseason, and I think that Bill Belichick's a good enough coach that he could get a, a league average, if not bottom 10 quarterback, to an above 500 record just due to the strengths of how good this defense is, the quality of the offensive line. And I, I do think that there is still a lot of potential in this wide receiver room. And so I think that this could be, you know, a, a nine-win team with Jarrett Stidham. And then with Brian Hoyer, I think that the best-case scenario is that they would go 8-8. Eight and eight. But honestly, I'd rather, if that's the best-case scenario with Brian Hoyer, I'd rather say, you know what, put in Jarrett Stidham. If, if Hoyer is the reason why, or if Hoyer is the better option, then just roll with Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want a mediocre quarterback to be the reason why the Patriots finish with a league-average spot in the middle-of-the-round draft pick. I'd rather say, all right, young guy, go out there, put out some tape. This is a season that's not going to end anywhere anyways, so let's get us the best position to get Trevor Lawrence or someone, Justin Fields, next year in the draft. If you were a betting man, again, assuming the whole season happens, which I agree, it's, it's not going to happen all the way, but do you think Cam Newton will finish the season as a Patriot uh, and start all 16 games? Ooh, great question. Uh, I think that the likelihood is that, uh, you know, I, I would give him like a 50 to 60% chance of being the starter right now with Stidham getting like a 30 to 40% and then Hoyer getting the rest. I, I think that there's this idea that quarterbacks are, you know, always, or mobile quarterbacks are always missing time and they're always hurt. And that's been the case with Cam Newton over the past two years. But generally speaking, he's been a very healthy quarterback. You know, he started 16 games in five of his first seven seasons. The other years he started 15 and 14 games. And uh, even in 2018 where he had that injury that really stopped his, his progression that he was showing at the beginning of the year, he still started 14 games. So injuries have not necessarily been a huge issue for keeping him off the field. It's definitely limited him, limited his mobility. He's always had like that foot injury thing. But I, I think that if Cam Newton wins the starting job, I would say more likely than not, he will be a 16-game starter for the Patriots. I agree with that. I think the real issue with mobile quarterbacks isn't as much the injuries. It's more the longevity. It's not a very long career, mobile quarterbacks, because they're just taking more hits because they're running more, um, which is why I'm a little nervous for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes' half-a-billion-dollar 10-year deal that he's getting. <laughs> I'm wrong with that one, but like historically, you just don't see mobile quarterbacks go on to play for 15, 16 years. You just don't. Um, so I think that in terms of if, if Cam Newton was, was 21, uh, you know, I think it would not be, he would not be playing for 10 years, but if he's 31 and if he's to be very mercenary about it to show one good year and then have some other team dump a lot of money on him for three years and then he gets hurt. Um, I think that's probably more likely scenario. All the rehab he's had, all the videos he's shown online show him working really hard to get back into it. Um, so I imagine he's got at least one good healthy year left before maybe it starts to break down again. Oh, yeah, totally. And I mean, like, this is, when you're looking at it, we're looking for a one-year starter. We're not looking for someone to be the franchise guy for the long term. If that turns out that way, then that's great. But right now, they're just looking for someone who can hold down the fort and keep this team competitive for 2019. And if Newton earns the starting jobs, earns a bigger contract, that's fantastic. But I, I think that uh, 
when it comes to who has the most talent for this year, who has the best ability to make the team competitive. It's without a question, Cam Newton. It's absolutely, you know what, uh, he has all of those injuries. Maybe he only has a couple years left in his career, but for right now, he gives the Patriots the best chance to win. And for me personally, I'm just excited to see it. I'm excited to see a completely different style of quarterback in the Patriots offense. I cannot wait to see what Josh McDaniels cooks up for the Patriots. And honestly, I think if Cam Newton is the starter, the biggest winners on the Patriots, I'm going to go with James White because you see how beneficial uh, he was and how great the offense that succeeded in the Carolina was for Christian McCaffrey. I'm not saying that James White is anywhere near the same player, but looking at who is the best receiving back on the team, it's absolutely James White. He has shown that he can be a thousand yard guy over the course of the year. So I think James White would be a big winner if Cam Newton is the starting quarterback. And then at the wide receiver spot, honestly, I think that both Muhammad Sanu and Nikhil Harry would really benefit because they are big guys who are very good run blockers. And if they are able to earn their time on the field as run blockers due to Cam Newton's mobility, even with Edelman, that trio right there, then I could see them also getting better opportunities as receivers, more opportunities to thrive and develop that rapport. Whereas with, you know, Tom Brady out there, he, uh, you know, you don't need to have a run blocking wide receiver as much. You know, it was still important, but not less important. And so I, I think that uh, the three big winners, I would say, would be James White, Nikhil Harry, and Mohamed Snow. No, I agree with that. I think one of the things we'll, we'll break down over the coming podcast is the other positional battle. I think, I think running back and receiver may not be as interesting from, uh, like, what's the depth chart standpoint going to look like. Um, but in terms of just, like, the dynamics, uh, the adjustments – how they're going to pick up the schemes without Tom Brady back there. It's going to be one of the more interesting uh, camp storylines for sure. Um, but before we, as we uh, kind of start to wind this down here, Rich, sounds like we're both in agreement that Cam Newton will be the starter day one. Uh, I do still think this is Jarrett Stidham's team. Um, but do you agree with me in that if, say, say Cam Newton does well, makes a deep run, 12 wins like you said, maybe they don't win the Super Bowl, but they, they make, a, make a splash, he goes on. Is this still kind of is, is Jared Stidham still kind of the, the long term solution? Do you think, or are they going to kind of maybe just maybe gauge the field and see if they can get someone really really top tier in there? Yeah, I would say they would gauge the field. I, I think they would. If Cam Newton's that good, they would have to consider re-signing him and bringing him back. Uh, just because why wouldn't you? And if I were Cam Newton, I would say you know what, I'm in the final stretch of my career. I had some success here. I would be happy to finish my career with the Patriots just because, uh, you know, it's, it's a area where in this scenario, he has proven that he could succeed. And so why, you know, he's had his big contract. If it's about getting that consistency and understanding where he can have the best finish to his career, it would be in new England. So I, I would say that that would probably be the most likely scenario is that Newton get uh, extended. And then if, if it comes down to, all right, Newton signed somewhere else because they, he gets a godfather offer, then the Patriots say, all right, well, we have Stidham and we're going to approach it the exact same way that we did it this past offseason, where you look at the draft and Stidham was as good of a prospect as all but like three of the quarterbacks and they were all gone in the top 10. So that's not going to happen. Where are we drafting this year? Do we have an opportunity to get someone who we think has more upside or is a better prospect than Stidham? If we get them, great. If not, you know, we have another year with Stidham in the building. If we can try and get another veteran to come in 
uh, if not Cam Newton, there's always going to be someone. There's always going to be some quarterback that is either going to underwhelm and be on the, the open chopping block for the free agency spot, or uh, you know, there, there's just going to be someone available for the Patriots to sign, and that's what they'll do. Is what they'll do, and who knows? Maybe Cam Newton will get coronavirus week four, and then we'll have to shut the whole league down. This whole conversation is moot. So, in a uncertain time to begin with, it's kind of interesting, refreshing in a weird way, and a little scary in a weird way to have so much uncertainty to position as Patriots fans. We've had locked in as number one forever, and um, I'm just hoping that this conversation we're having, Rich, is the first of many we have about this season because I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do this fall if there's no football to watch on Sundays. I may have to spend time with my wife, and I don't want So here's hoping we can have a lot more of these coming up. <laughs> and, and I am really wondering right now if you're all working from home right now, if she heard you say that. So <laughs> until next time, Alec, uh, I hope that that doesn't come back to bite you for saying that. <laughs> and until next time, hopefully uh, we'll have some football to talk about next time. Indeed, man. All right. Later, man. See ya.